0: you got to be able to take the heat. You need to learn how to separate you, the character, from you, the person. They all cheer for me? We cheer for the character. The character I play! The character I created. Make it right, Jack. He's your brother. I'm aware. And I... I will be king. Your dad built a cathedral to a local pastime. And you... They're coming tonight because they trust me to tell them a better story than what they have to live with every day. Well, maybe you should spend some time with Thomas. I haven't finished the script. We should win. Us. Us. It ain't about winning or losing. Make them love you. Make them love, hate you. We got kids to come to the show, Ace. What's the matter? You afraid I'm going to go off script? would you say yes no one makes their living from wrestling more we can I can heroes the locker room's for wrestlers not valets I'm not just a valet I can wrestle ace can succeed at the highest level it's a natural it's in his blood are you taking me with you after I make it big I could come back you never gonna see Duffy again you need to send him a message like Esau and Jacob. And the Lord said unto her, two nations are in thy womb, and the elder shall serve the younger. Jacob had the gust to wrestle with God. How about you? I find that anger is more useful than grief. That's my belt you're wearing. You want this belt? Come and get it could be heroes. That always used to say. Hold it together, Ace. Hold it together. Just for one day. I'm trying. We could be heroes. Both a couple of losers like your old man. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Just for one day. Hello everyone and welcome to an all new episode of Palace Off the Top Rope. Thank you so much for joining me ladies and gentlemen. And on deck for today's show, I'm going to be talking about the first episodes of Marvel Studios' new series, What If?, which premiered on Disney Plus this past Wednesday, and the Star's new original series, Heels, starring Arrows' Stephen Amell, which goes into my world, professional wrestling. My first thoughts on the the first episodes of these series coming up in the main event, but wanted to start off with this. Let's talk about this past weekend's box office results. We had three new movies come out, all exclusive to theaters. Finally, you know, let us theaters get something for us exclusively. Something to ourselves where we could, you know, generate some business. So we had uh, Don't Breathe 2, uh, which kind of was like a, was a disappointment in our theater. Because usually movies like that do pretty well with our demo, horror movies, thrillers, usually do pretty well. Uh, but, but that one was kind of like a, a, miss. I don't know, maybe it, it came a couple of years too late. I don't know, a lot of factors into that. I didn't see that movie, so I can't really gauge on, you know, what people may have liked from the first one and didn't see in this one, but, you know, whatever. So there was that one. There was the new biography on Aretha Franklin called Respect, played by Jennifer Hudson. That movie actually did well at our, uh theater over something like don't breathe too so that's good for dramas and movies that aren't big and spectacle and isn't a horror franchise movie so that that's good news on that front i mean didn't make a lot of money but uh did well for us so happy to see that and then there's free guy with ryan reynolds which won the box office uh battle this weekend across the u.s and uh, I think the world, I think it was released all over the world. Um, but the results for the United States, the domestic uh, grosses, which is basically what I really talk about on here, opened up to $28 million. And again, this is coming from 20th Century Studios, which is now owned by Disney. And I don't know in terms of why they decided for this one it'd be a streaming or non-streamer. Uh, same thing coming up with Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. I'll talk about that in just a second. But that one also is going to be exclusive to the theaters. Hey, I'm not hating on it. I'm just trying to understand uh, uh why Disney decided to go with these movies being like exclusive to the theaters. But they didn't do it for Black Widow. And we saw what Black Widow did. I don't know. A lot of stuff involved there. But don't really want to go too much into the politics of that. But anyways, yes, $28 million. For a non-franchise, non-IP original idea in this pandemic world that we're in, basically almost hitting 30 million, and not and Ryan Reynolds isn't exactly like he's not always the most bankable star. Yes, he's been a hit as Deadpool, but he also had a movie that came out last month, folks, called uh, or back in late June called uh, "The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard," which was a part two, and it was a stinker, and it was a dud. It didn't do anything, so. You know, he's not always a guaranteed draw, but this movie, Free Guy, was supposed to come out a very long time ago. And they've actually kind of been pretty smart with their marketing in terms of, you know, when movies were getting pushed back, you know, so many different times last year, uh, as the pandemic grew in the year 2020, you know, they, they did the, they, they took the comedic approach, right? You know, they didn't just put like new release dates, but they would, you know make fun of themselves or make fun of the industry in industry in general by saying like you know we're gonna come out in december we think you know they would be a little meta with it a little funny and of course ryan reynolds can pull that off and you know bring in that deadpool persona and whatnot it's what audience has grown to love and i think they even used deadpool in some of the final marketing for this movie so a lot of smart uh marketing on their part for doing that and now that Disney does own like everything Marvel, right? And including stuff that was at 20th Century Fox, which includes the Deadpool character, they can do stuff like that. Um, so yeah, number one, 30 million. Who knew, right? You give the theater exclusivity where you know you can't watch it anywhere else but an actual building where you got to go sit with people and wa- watch it on a giant screen. What do you know? Almost 30 million. So that's that's a win win. And you're probably wondering to yourself, well, how how are you calling this a win with thirty million? But yet, you know, something like Suicide Squad last week, which grossed what was it? I think twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, but the thing is, the Suicide Squad was coming off of uh, the other movie, right, which was in 2016, and that was like a, a almost a billion dollar movie. You know, it had 130 million opening. It's it's got huge characters from the dc world or it's associated with dc comics uh big time director um big time budget so yes the expectations were to be a little higher and when it underperformed it was like well shit like yeah that's considered a big disappointment but yet we're rah rah and cheerleading the success of something like free guy well number one over anything it's because it's it's an original idea yes it's it's a it's a movie about like you know a video game type ish you know just you know we're we're seeing all that stuff right presented in pop culture a lot of stuff based on video games and comic books and all that stuff and it it, it tackles all of that in that movie but it's a fresh idea it's something that we haven't seen before and you plug in a guy like ryan reynolds to give it that comedic factor and uh what do you know we got a hit audiences Went out to see it. It's not, never was my cup of tea. Never saw any interest in this. And uh, damn them for ruining the song Fantasy by Mariah Carey, which was all over the marketing for this movie. Now I can't listen to that song the same because of this movie. So thank you guys for that. But um, yeah, it's, we can cheer that because it's an original idea. And I'm sure, I'm sure it costs quite a bit too. But the fact that it grossed this much, under the exclusivity tag of theaters only during this pandemic that we're still in and the rising cases with a delta variant and notwithstanding that's pretty good so the theater experience is not dead yet and goes to show that if you if studios aren't so you know greedy and wanting to you know offer it on a streamer and whatnot if you just give it if you just give it that 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 theater exclusive, I promise you're going to get more uh for your actors and for the studio. You'll grow some more. I promise you. So obviously not the biggest of openings, but it's a good sign considering this is the first one from Disney where they're not doing uh streaming also on the same day. So we'll see. This actually bodes well for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which is what I want to talk about next. So, you know, uh, Disney, you know, they're, they've grown really sour on me. Uh, if I watch their stuff, it's because I am fans of the actors in the, in the properties, the creators, the writers, you know, all of us of composers, you know, I'm into all aspects of, 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 you know, shows or movies, you know, there's a lot of different things that go into it. But as far as like a company in general, like, man, Disney is just continues To just, I mean, they're, they're losing a lot of favor with me. And they made a comment that I read. I actually read it today. I don't know when it came out. Uh, and they were talking about Shang-Chi and the, and the legend of the Ten Rings and talking about how it was like, uh, an experiment for the theaters to have this movie. And it's like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, have you not seen what Marvel has done for the last 10 years, including a lot of properties, which nobody even really cared about? or or knew about and they became giant successes like at least i will give marvel studios that for you know creating you know new superheroes and and new properties and all that stuff i will give them that so for disney to come out and say this about this movie in particular to be an experiment was just like a head scratcher and i'm glad that the the lead in this movie and i don't know his name i'm sorry like i haven't looked other than aquafina i don't know who anybody is in this movie uh, i'm gonna be checking it out but and i will learn more as we get closer to the movie but he stood up and said like you know how dare he call it like an experiment or whatever like he knows that they're the underdog in terms of like there's a lot of unknown factor going into this movie you know at least when when they released uh, guardians of the galaxy and that was an unknown property at the time, but you at least had some star power in there and Chris Pratt and Zoe Zaldana. Uh, and I'm not saying like huge giant movie star, uh, you know, actors that you had in the, in the property, but you at least had people that were known from television and other movies. So here, other than Aquafina, like we really have a lot of uncertainty and, 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 and unknowns. Um, but Marvel Studios has built up a good reputation over the last decade, so for Disney to come out and say this is just like, man, Disney Disney doesn't care about you. They really don't. They're all in it for themselves. So now I'm really rooting for Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings to really overachieve. And uh, not that I was rooting for it to, wanting to, to fail or anything like that, it's just that I think Marvel's really starting to go in in a way where it's like, kind of going to become really out there and it's like, uh, maybe we've reached peak superhero stuff. I don't know. I mean, there's some good stuff here and there. But, you know, I, I think for the most part, like, how far can they take it? And I guess we're going to see now with these next two movies, uh, this one and then Eternals coming up in November. But from a business standpoint and the fact that this is going to be an exclusive to theaters, I really wanted to overperform and to show Disney that, hey, like, the theatrical experience is not dead. I think that's really what Disney's quote-unquote – and I, and I mean this pun intended i think that's what their end game is is to really put a nail in the coffin of, of the theatrical experience and just they want everything to be on disney plus you know if they they want you to shop out of there and all that stuff i remember hearing that out of another podcast like that's what they eventually want like they want all of their properties to exist on there they want all, all of that to generate into like their their theme parks all of those theme parks will be tied into the to that little platform which is cool and all but You know, at what cost, you know, uh, and so (laughs) I really, really hope that this movie overachieves and it's going to be coming out in just a few weeks here. So we're going to see. And again, with with the way Free Guy turned out, like it wasn't a huge opening, but like a lot more people showed up for this than Suicide Squad. And the fact that it was, you know, exclusive just to theaters shows that people are still willing to come out and see it. And now you have the Marvel factor on it. I think it's, it's going to do pretty well and it's chances look good. But again, there's that variable, the Delta variant. This could really just be the, you know, the quote unquote, like nail on the, on our deathbed, right? For the, for this, but who knows? Uh, a lot of unknown factors, but if Disney uses this as a cheap way to like just say, ha, you know what? Eternals, we're also going to go the streaming route with it. Ugh. Not gonna be good. So, I guess the big question will be: Let's say they do whatever, right? They do so-so business. What what happens with with Spider Man? That's a huge property, and that comes out in December, or it's supposed to be December. So, you know, I'm always looking ahead and thinking forward of, of what's to come. So, I know everybody's minds are right now on Shang Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings, and then you know we got you know a couple of other movies here in the fall. But in terms of like big, big movie, thinking about Spider-Man, No Way Out. Yes, folks, I know it's No Way Home. But again, I'm going to continue to call it No Way Out. And yes, I will always point that out on this podcast. I'm looking at that. So that's going to be really interesting. Um, But yeah, that's my opening rant. And Free Guy overperforms at the box office. Good business for my business. So I'm excited about that. The movie's whatever. I'll catch it eventually. Probably not in the theaters. I got too much going on right now. Um, but yeah, good Good for that movie. Good for Ryan Reynolds. He's probably got another hit. Probably already getting the contract ready for the sequel. Good for him. Um, uh, that just means more movies for us. But uh, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about Marvel Studios' new show, What If? Which is going to be an animated series Which is, you know, it's hit or miss with me Like I don't really watch cartoons anymore But this is tackling the world of the MCU From uh, from all these different timelines and alternate universes So you'll get my thoughts on that first episode Coming up on Palace Off the Top Rope We'll be right back When the waters rose and war broke out There wasn't a lot to look forward to So people began looking back the memories can consume you You're not who you say you are, are you? When the waves came, they washed away our lives Revealed what this world has always been Parson, Bribery Murder Maybe memory fades for a reason I'm begging you, don't go down this path People don't just vanish They're strange, aren't they? They want to be lied to Where People don't see what's right in front of them Hugh Jackman, Reminiscence, in theaters and on HBO Max, August 20th, rated PG-13. Welcome back to the show and Reminiscence, in theaters and HBO Max, starting this Friday, August 20th, starring Hugh Jackman and the beautiful Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, You'll know her from the last two Mission Impossible movies. She's a great actress, and I love to see her in anything, and I know I said I don't have enough time, but... I'm going to be checking this one out. This one looks pretty cool, even though, even though, folks, I have yet to see the actual, like, theatrical trailer for this. Like, you heard that little ad for it, and and I've seen that little spot, but, like, I still really don't know what this movie's about. So I'm almost going to walk in, like, completely blind, which is something I rarely do. Like, I'll at least, if I'm going to watch a movie or a show i'll at least watch like a trailer on it like i'm not super obsessed the way i used to be with movies like in terms of wanting to know every little thing now not that i'm not obsessed with movies that's the that's the wrong thing to say because i, I mean i live and breathe movies but i remember in 2012 or, or, or leading into the dark knight rises and this is just a little backstory folks uh, if i've said this before i'm sorry i just got to reiterate it again um I was, like, super obsessed with knowing every little detail about this movie. Behind-the-scenes photos, storylines, and whatnot. And that was all cool, like, being, like, a super hard Mark fanboy for that movie and the Nolan trilogy. Um But by the time I actually watched the movie, like, the experience was just so, like, weird for me. Because I knew almost everything that was going to happen in that movie before I even saw it. So... Yeah, it just ruined it for me and it, it gave me a whole new perspective in terms of like wanting to know everything about a movie. And again, I, having experienced it myself, I, uh, I look back on it and I was like, why, why did I do that? Like I was going to see the movie regardless. Like I ruined the experience for me. Now, if you're into all that stuff, like cool, but I don't get it and I never will. How that doesn't ruin it for you, uh, I'll never understand like that's just weird to me so you know i i enjoy movies now by not having to see like so many trailers because it used to be back in the day you would get like a teaser very vaguely of what the movie was and then the the final like theatrical trailer which you know shows you what the movie is actually going to be about but not giving away everything nowadays we have like seven trailers for everything plus like 52 tv spots and you know they'll, they'll release clips online and it's like man like don't you want to go in as fresh as possible so for this reminiscence movie i have yet to see to see even a trailer yes i've seen little clips here and there and i've walked in 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 a couple of my auditoriums to check in on crowds and i see that the trailer's playing on the screen but i'm not really paying attention to what's going on so this is about as fresh and as blind into a movie that i'm going to be going in but that's the trust that I have in actors like Hugh Jackman and Rebecca Ferguson, where I usually almost enjoy everything that they're in. So they've, they've earned that with me. So yeah, I can't wait. I hope it's a good movie. And, uh, another thing that's changed a lot before, <laughs> before I get to what if folks. Sorry. I'm, I'm getting there. Um, is the marketing in movie posters now and just anything standees in general. So it used to be you would never have any paths cross between the worlds of television and the worlds of movies it was two different entities but now like the lines have been blurred so much with 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 streaming and all that it's like what what really is a movie because there's some television shows that like yes they're broken up into episodes but it's also like man this is like very cinematic and very much like a movie like uh you know like falcon and winter soldier it was a series of, what was it, six episodes? But it really, if you put it all together, it was just one giant movie. Like, there wasn't, re- it wasn't really episodic where it was going day to day or different adventures or whatever. That to me is more television where it's episodic. Um, but that's the way a lot of the television shows are now. It's like one giant movie, but it's broken up into parts to make it seem like it's television, but it's not really television. It's a movie. But anyways, back to reminiscence. So I'm putting up the poster at work for it. And I'm looking at, you know, usually it'll say, like, from the studio that brought you, you know, The Departed or from Christopher Nolan who brought you The Dark Knight. And for this movie, it's like reminiscence from the co-creator of Westworld. And for those of you that don't know, Westworld is a television or was a television show on HBO. Like, you never saw that in the past. You know, we're getting a Sopranos movie later on this year, which is it's a big motion picture, but it's based off a television series. That was, like, of high prestige, like, uh, and I'm going to be watching The Sopranos, and I'm sure it's going to have a lot of, like, cinematic parallels where it's like, this could be a movie. So, again, the lines have been blurred now. So it's just weird, and it's such a new day and age that we're in in terms of the marketing. So seeing something, like, from the creator of Westworld on a – big studio theatrical movie is is weird to me but also i have to adapt and know that that's the world we're in now so you know like i always say from brad pitt and moneyball adapt or die i'm gonna adapt and i'm gonna (laughs) i guess start to accept it as normal and seeing stuff like that um anyways on to the the new series that i checked out on disney plus From Marvel Studios and I've checked out all of them WandaVision Falcon and the Winter Soldier and most recently Loki which out of those three that I've seen so far Loki has been by far the best television show that that Marvel Studios has put out you know as they transition a lot of those characters from the movies into TV again lines being blurred but I don't know it's all just content I guess right that's just what everything's called these days it's all content um when i first heard that they were going to do this what if series like you know what if all these different scenarios all these different alternate realities because that's what the comic book world is right that's what a lot of the enjoyment is is that you can have all these different versions of spider-man and iron man and even in the dc world there's all these different versions of everything like there's so many different earths so many different Batmans, old Batmans, young Batmans, girl Robins, boy Robins, all these different things, right? But when I saw that it was going to be an animated series, I was kind of like, eh. You know, Marvel's history with animated stuff hasn't really wowed me. DC, on the other hand, puts out great animated features. I've checked out a chunk of those, mostly the Batman ones, but, you know, they've, they've, the ones that I've seen have been pretty good uh some of the justice justice league ones as well but marvel you know while they've been like king in terms of movies with the mcu uh on the animated side of things it's kind of been like uh oh, okay like whatever they exist they're there um so when i saw this and it was like okay like i don't know maybe i'll watch it maybe not but then as we were gearing up closer to it finally saw like a little mini trailer of what it was going to be like and that they were actually going to have the actual voices of characters. So in this first episode, we got Peggy Carter, which in the movies is played by Hayley Atwell, the actress. Well, she's actually going to voice Peggy in animated form as well. Same thing with Doctor Strange. They got Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, for Black Panther, they got Chadwick Boseman, who passed away. But they filmed this or recorded this uh, quite some time ago. So You'll be seeing some post-humorous, humorous, humorous work on his behalf with the Black Panther characters. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, they're really going to invest in this. And I guess I should have expected it, right? Because it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They're going to go all out. So I'm like, okay, wow. Actually having the, the, the actors from the movies voice the animated characters as well. I mean, not all of them. I think, what is it, in this episode I saw uh, Steve Rogers in it played by chris evans in the movies but i don't think they got his voice even though they got somebody similar to him in uh voice sounding the same but it wasn't actually him so i'm like okay cool that's a total sell for me you know having name actors at least the ones that i know in these uh characters it should make for some interesting television so watch that today uh this premiered last wednesday didn't get to watch it It was so busy with work And honestly, it's the cartoon version of alternate timelines. So it's like, how, how's it really going to tie in with everything that's going on right now? I mean, that's the whole reason why people were watching WandaVision, uh, in live time viewing, Loki, all that stuff, because it's like, what, it's about what's next, right? What is everything leading to? Um, this is more taking an approach of like, you know, just different versions of the same story. So the first episode is about Peggy Carter. And it's basically Captain America, the first Avenger, but with her in that role instead. And all these different little tweaks to the story that into where she ends up being the one that takes the super serum and she transforms into Captain America or or Captain Carter as this episode, episode is called. It's called, what if Captain Carter was the first Avenger? So it's doing the first Avenger movie in a whole different way, but it was super entertaining. It's a, it's a 30 minute episode. And, uh, you know, you got the Steve Rogers characters there. You know, all the characters that were in the first Avenger movie, minus, like, I think the only one that was missing that was, like, a huge factor in that first movie was the Tommy Lee Jones character. <laughs> I'm sure they asked Tommy Lee Jones to come back, and he was like, I don't want to do that shit again. I did it already. Like, you know, I, I could totally see him not wanting to return to this. But, you know, the Red Skull is in it. Bucky Barnes is in it. So Sebastian Stan, who's actually does play the Winter Soldier, and 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 Bucky Barnes like he actually voices him so you get that familiarity as well really fun way they tackled this episode and you know they're going through all these different little scenarios and and if she were Cap- Captain America and it works it's fun it's harmless Um does it add to the current narrative of what's going on yes but only in terms of like where we're headed with this world right we're about to open up a whole can of earthworms right with this multiverse thing that they're going to really push hard it was uh mentioned in the loki finale but we're really going to start to see it on the big screen as well so i think the upcoming spider man's going to involve that even though we don't know a lick of what that movie is going to be about but for sure it's going to be in the doctor strange movie which is coming next february or march i believe and that's where we're going to see uh wanda uh, appear again in the movie and that's gonna dive in again the movie's called the multiverse of madness so they're gonna tackle that and it's gonna become a big part of the huge marvel storyline in general so this is just a way to kind of like play with it and have fun with it and and basically what they can bring to this world of course it's all in animated form but it was still a fun adventure even though it's kind of like it was just it was fun to revisit that part of the marvel world in terms of the 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 first Avenger storyline because it's set during like World War II and all that stuff. So, I enjoyed revisiting those characters in during that time. And again, a lot of the, a lot of the show does have Steve Rogers still as the skinny little boy or, or young man. And, you know, so that part of it was fun. And and I think the Stanley Tucci character is there as well. So again, fun little elements, little tweaks, just to make it like if it was Peggy Peggy Carter was Captain America basically. So fun, fun episode and I don't know what else they're going to tackle in this series or how many episodes it's going to be because there's a lot they can do right they can call do all these different things but I really need to look into how many episodes it's going to be in and and how long it's going to go for Um and if they're going to do this is a series where you can um uh, you can have like six episodes but also like you can for sure like renew it for like two to three seasons right like there's so many stories animated that you can do um this one also kind of ends on a cliffhanger because the way the first captain america movie ends is where steve rogers enters the real world and meets nick fury and then it's kind of like it leaves a cliffhanger and it leads right into the avengers um it kind of does the same thing with peggy carter and she meets nick fury at the end and then like it also kind of like just ends so it's like, are they going to go back and revisit her like in the present day, you know, America and, and how she fits in that? I don't know. There's another episode that they could probably t- tackle all that. Or who knows? Maybe this whole series is just on Peggy Carter. and That's season one. Like if, if, if it were me, if I want to stretch out and make content for years and years and years, have season one just be all about Peggy Carter's alternate timeline and have her for six episodes do all these wacky adventures. Um. And then the next season you can tackle Black Panther and then the next season Doctor Strange and Thor and the Guardians and however you want. I mean You can stretch it out for so much longer. It's so much easy to do that, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be an ensemble thing where they're going to tackle. This will feel more episodic where it's week to week, different characters, different worlds, different alternate universes, alternate timelines and tweaking and messing up storylines and whatnot. So, um, but again, I was really engaged with this with this episode like it wasn't like oh like come on like really like is this really believable even though it's a cartoon and you're it's all the whole thing is silly in general right the whole just comic book world is silly in general but I was engaged it was entertaining it was fun and you know you, you could you could tell that uh Haley Atwell who voices Peggy Carter she's having a blast playing this character and she's being more loose with it um so I enjoyed her. So I hope that they bring her back for more episodes on this. I hope they tackle more, not just in future episodes. I hope there's another episode this season with her character because that was done really well. So, yeah, Uh, good stuff on that. So if you're bored and, and of course, and I'm speaking to people that aren't the diehard Marks and fanboys because, of course, you're going to see it. I'm sure I didn't get to see any – reactions online on twitter but i'm sure all the diehard marvel fanboys are already praising it as the greatest thing ever as they do with everything everything that marvel studios puts out that it's the greatest thing ever right but now i like to bring context to it um but yeah the what if series is off to a good start we'll see where they take it and, and 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 what other alternate versions they do you know iron man let's see if they do an episode on iron man um yeah a lot of a lot of stuff they can tackle and a, through multiple different seasons they can they can take this i see this being the show that's probably going to last the longest out of everything that's that they've presented currently like i know loki got renewed for season 2 but you know the wandavision series was a a, a one season like limited thing so it was the falcon and winter soldier because that's going to lead us into the new captain america movie but um the, this What If series could go on for for ver- a very long time. And hopefully it does. And hopefully they're as engaging as this first episode was. Titled What If uh, Captain Carter Was the First Avenger. So good stuff. Good stuff, Marvel. See, I'm not a hater. I actually like all this stuff. I actually do. Again, my problem with the Marvel fanboys is that when they think that this stuff, and the movies and all that stuff are the only things that matter in the entertainment world. And, like, no other movies matter. Nothing nothing else can be as prestige or epic or whatever. And it's like, no, that's not the case. Don't be dumb. There's a lot of stuff out there. And I like a lot of stuff as well, including the Marvel stuff. I enjoy it. Not all of it, but I enjoy it for the most part. So settle down, fanboys. And uh that's my review of What If first episode again don't know how long it's gonna be but i'm along here for the ride anyways let's take one final break when we come back i'm gonna tackle the main event of heels starring steven amell from uh creator michael waldron who was the head writer on loki so a little bit of a connection there between the emcu and this Heels show that i'm going to be talking about once we get back from break so stick around we'll be back i'm going to find out who killed my friend you could be answers or it'll be the last thing you ever see. you always ask like this yeah i like to have people's attention when i talk no protege theaters august 20th text protege to 91099 welcome back to the show and the protege forgot about that one that is also coming to theaters this friday i believe that one's an exclusive as well so good stuff coming out let's get some more original movies out i didn't you know i always think that they're dying and then here you'll see a trailer for something like this and you're like whoa this came out of nowhere it's got samuel l jackson it's got maggie q who i've actually liked since uh she came out in live free or die hard back in 2000 what was it uh seven and of course the always great michael keaton who is going to be getting a lot of Notoriety because he's returning as Batman in the Flash next November. So, uh, again, the Michael Keaton, the, uh, what is it? Like the, like the resurgence of his career in this latter half has been incredible. Um, so, how, I may do a double review next week. Right? I mean, Michael Keaton, Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson, Maggie Q, uh, one's more of a, like, mystery drama. This one's like more action. This probably is the better version of the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Uh, that dud that was earlier. I mean, I, I walked in on some of that movie, folks, and it just looked so awful. Um, I didn't see the whole thing, but just a couple of times that I saw clips of it. It was just, wow, I like, can't believe this movie exists. But who knows? This may be a dud as well. But, you know, anything that's not a sequel, throw it my way. So perhaps a double review next week. So we'll, we'll see how much time I have in the week. Uh, to catch these new movies. But they're definitely on my radar. They're on my radar. Anyways, let's get to the main event. It's time to talk wrestling. But wrestling in terms of a television series. Okay? So Stephen Amell wrapped up Arrow like a year, year and a half ago. Or maybe it was right in the beginning of the pan- before the pandemic started. Uh, that show wrapped up. It, he had an incredible run as the Green Arrow character which is one of the DC uh, comic book uh, characters. And he uh, did a really good job with that. I, I grew to really like him as an actor. Just overall as a personality, I follow him on Twitter and all that stuff. He's a really cool guy. But one of the things that I also liked about him was that he was a fan of professional wrestling. And there was this thing on Twitter years ago where he got into it with... Uh, stardust or aka cody rhodes he was in wwe at the time as that character and they would get into little like twitter spats here and there like kind of like a a fake feud you know going on where like they they're acting like as if they hate each other you know i'm all about wrestling so again you could totally tell this was like a worked thing you know kind of like the way jimmy kimmel and matt damon go at it with each other even though that one is more obvious like that one is more comedic this one was trying to make us more like these guys, like really have something against each other. So anyways, they eventually turned it into a real storyline on WWE television. And that actually ended up bringing in Stephen ML to the, the WWE world. And he actually wrestled a match at SummerSlam. It was a tag team match, of course, but we got to see him get in the ring and he's a, he's an athletic guy. Uh, you know, doing all the stunts and stuff, not all the stunts, but you know, he did stunts on Arrow. So he, he's got that background and that credibility, but, you know, he gained even more favor with me by, you know, taking this seriously and, you know, wrestling by and large, it, it's, it's all silly, and I freaking get that, and I don't understand these people to this day, and I even have, like, certain friends that'll, like, look at me and be like, well, you know wrestling's fake, right? Like, I know you fucking idiot. I know it's fake. You know the Avengers are fake too, right? But you still cried when Tony Stark died. Like, it's the same thing. Like, they're just characters in a world. Like, I get that it's, that it's fake scripted, but that's not why I watch it. I watch it for storytelling and for characters, just like you watch comic book movies, you geek. Like, I get it. Rant over. Anyway, so Stephen ML did this stuff at, at SummerSlam and it was great. And it was like, wow, like, cool. Like, if I was a celebrity, and I, my dream has always been to be an actor in, in, in any form of entertainment, TVs, movies. If I ever became famous, I would so like work a storyline like the way Stephen Amell did with Cody Rhodes and get it onto actual television and actually have it play out. And he got to be a wrestler and, and be, and be in a match. Like that's like both of my worlds colliding movies, television with wrestling. Like that is so freaking awesome. And, uh, I marked out hard for that. Like, I'm sure a lot of people thought it was stupid, but to me, like I was just, you know, in wonderment watching all that. Like, I thought that was super incredible and super cool. of Stephen Amell to take it serious and to actually like, you know, take bumps and do moves himself. And, uh, he formed a real relationship with, uh, Cody Rhodes and he would appear on, uh, different segments, uh, with him, you know, as he was venturing out into the independent world of wrestling, you know, uh, Ring of Honor, Cody Rhodes did it all. New Japan, and, and now he's in All Elite Wrestling, which he's established with Cody Ro- with with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. You know that whole group of the Elite. You know the, all of that. And Stephen Amell even participated in the first pay per view that they did, even though it wasn't AEW yet. But the pay per view that they did, All In, like they did a storyline with Stephen Amell and uh, what was the name of the the wrestler Christopher Daniels? Like they did a storyline on uh, the B and D Elite. Which is part of the Young Bucks and all that stuff. Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, they did a storyline out of it, and they had a pay per view match. Like Stephen Amell, like really took it serious and trained and and did the wrestling, and, and and he even popped up in a in a show that I went to in San Antonio here with uh, with Cody Rhodes and all that stuff. So it was so freaking amazing and awesome. Like this guy's a fan of professional wrestling. Like I could not be a bigger fan of this guy. So Arrow ends. I'm like, well, what's Stephen Amell going to do next for, you know, I want to see him in more stuff. Well, right away, news came out that he was going to be doing a television show. I'm like, cool. Like, I I could totally see this guy as a big movie star. I mean, not huge because there's not really movie stars anymore. But I could see him venturing into movies. But I'm like, okay, cool. Another television show. What's it going to be about? I was like, oh, it's going to be about professional wrestling and, and, and wrestling in, in a small town and, and, and this promotion, a local promotion and, and you know drama behind the scenes and whatnot. Fucking sign me up. So I knew about this project from day one, and I was totally gonna subscribe to wherever it was gonna be on. Whether this was gonna be on, you know, NBC or you know wherever. Uh, it ended up in Stars, and that's a subscription service where I mean it's a channel, right? If you if you're if you have satellite or you know if you still have cable and it's one of those pay movie channels like stars isn't what it used to be where it was really just all about the movies but now like just like everything like hbo and all that they've all adapted and and evolved and they they make their own content and their own shows and stars has really ventured into that i would say within the last decade or so like putting out their own shows and pushing that more than than the actual movies playing on that on that channel and service and so it was gonna end up there like okay cool like i'm gonna subscribe i'm gonna pay whatever i have to so i can watch this show and stars guys for the most part is probably one of the cheaper ones out there um, i think i got it on a deal for like six bucks or whatever for like a, a whole year uh, so i got lucky on that they're all they're always offering you know cool little deals to get you to stay hooked onto their service so i, I would recommend if uh if you want to just get a streaming a cheap streaming service in general, like Stars is a good way to go, because they have a really good library of movies. Um, can't really name them all, but they got a good chunk. Like it, like it's worth it. I'll just say that it ain't like a, you know, a Pluto or a Tubi where it's free. Yeah, but you get like all these random movie titles. Like no, they they have like legit movies on there. Like they have the the, the new Spider Man movies and you know anything Sony sometimes Disney because stars does get the tv rights to disney movies sometimes so you know sometimes you'll get a pixar movie on there and whatnot um so it's a really good service so it's credible and uh so it was going to be on there so i'm like yes so there's been a lot of build-up for this months and months and months and a couple years i think already that they've been or have filmed this first season and we finally got the debut so i saw it not too late luckily this was one of those shows that premiered like right at a midnight uh, on saturday night so i i I caught that and uh wow like if you're a wrestling diehard like you're gonna appreciate and kind of like know the workings of behind the scenes and terminology that is used because they really go into that and explain it to you like they don't make you feel like an an idiot or anything they explain what stuff is um So, it's great. Like, if you're, if you're a diehard fan of wrestling, it's gonna hook you right away just because you know that world already. And not to mention, like, the storylines going on, you know, and I know all of wrestling's a storyline, but the actual show storylines are actually engaging enough. Um, this is a show that's gonna take its time where it's really gonna be about the character work and it's gonna be, like, really dramatic and it's built as a family drama. Again, they're in a, this small town of Georgia, and, uh, they've all got the southern accents or whatever. So, if you're not a fan of that stuff, you're not gonna like that. But, you know, hearing Stephen Amell with that country southern accent was weird, but it's different. Like, he's at least trying to do something different. Like, he's not playing, uh, Oliver Queen anymore. Like, even though he's got the same look of it, like, gosh, Stephen Amell, like, you can change your hair a little bit or grow it out just a bit. <laughs> little nitpick, but, uh, yeah it's not gonna be it's not like wow from the get-go i can see a lot of people like not liking this um just because it it is gonna take its time it's only gonna be eight episodes and we'll see if it gets renewed for like another season but um the way this played out it's like it's gonna take its time and i think it's gonna get somewhere and it's gonna go somewhere uh but they did a really good job of establishing these these characters and, and and where they're where they're going to take them and what type of personalities they all have um yeah uh Alexander Ludwig is the another is the the he plays the brother to Stephen Amell and I've liked him I enjoyed him in Grown Ups uh he was in Bad Boys for Life he played a really fun character in that movie if you haven't checked that out so he's kind of grown on me uh he's kind of like a better version of Liam, of Liam Hemsworth, that's Chris Hemsworth's brother, like, I'm I'm sorry, I don't mean to throw shade at Liam Hemsworth, but I just kind of feel like if this was going to be Chris Hemsworth's brother, it should be this guy in Alexander Ludwig, and I only say that because they're both white and whatever, Um, (laughs) but good performance out of him, and again, it's just a story of these two brothers that were, and Stephen Amell is the, the older brother, and he was given control of his Uh, dad's wrestling company because his dad committed suicide. And so he's just trying to bring it back, you know, trying to get more credibility and all that stuff. You know, he's, he's trying to create interesting storylines for the wrestling product and getting more eyeballs on it. You know, he wants better investment in equipment and video cameras and stuff like that. So all these different characters and all this behind the scenes stuff. Um, and again, if you've never watched wrestling or wanted to see how the workings of stuff is, uh gone on behind the scenes including scripts scripts of matches yes folks i do know wrestling is scripted and they tell you like they tell you exactly what people want in matches and what moves to end matches and who wins and and all that stuff so if you've never been interested in wrestling and you wanted to know okay a little bit of how the workings are behind the scenes even though this is like it's not like a WWF type thing where they're doing that behind the scenes behind this big organization. No, it's a small like little local wrestling uh, company and community. So it's a small group of wrestlers. You know, you got appearances by James Harrison. He was the, the most notable one. James Harrison was a former NFL player. So had a couple of lines here and there, but I'm not going to judge like, oh, he's a stupid actor, shouldn't be doing any of this. But I, I want to see what what. He does later on in this series as it unfolds. Again, this is the first episode, right? I'm not going to make this huge, like, giant review on whether you should, you know, watch it or don't watch it. Like, I'm going to let it unfold. Like, I'm just telling you from my perspective. I enjoyed it because, number one, it's like my biggest passion of the movies is wrestling. And it's combining the two. It's a television show now. It's a series. It's a drama. And I love me some good drama shows. Um, so Good Job by Stephen Amell. Uh, Michael Malley is a producer on this and also going to be an actor in it. Michael Malley, the guy who did Guts, who hosted Guts back in the day of my age and used to watch Nickelodeon a lot. So seeing him in that and being involved in this is is awesome. Again, as I mentioned before the break, Michael Waldron, who was a head writer on Loki, he's actually the creator of this series. So a little bit of credibility, credibility there. I liked Loki a lot, and Loki was one of those shows that You know, I didn't hear a lot of buzz and a lot of people weren't liking it, but I did because it took its time to get to the point, but also like did it in an entertaining way. And I found this show to be very entertaining. This was a pilot for heels that had a runtime of an hour and two minutes. It was basically almost like an HBO show. So, you know, I was expecting this to be like at the 40 minute mark, which usually like one hour TV shows are if you factor in commercials and all that. But the fact this is on a, a streaming service and there's no commercials and there's cursing and there was actually nudity in this. I was like, whoa, okay. I didn't think this show was gonna be that far out there. Not that the nudity was like all over the place, but it was in one particular scene where I was like, Oh shit, like okay, like they're really they really have like, you know, no it's no holds barred, right? <laughs> you know, pun intended a wrestling reference. It's no holds barred and they can curse and, and all that stuff. So there's a lot of F bombs dropped in this show and all that. So um I enjoyed it. And if you've never been a fan of wrestling and wanted a better understanding of how stuff works behind the scenes and, and terminology, including the term like heel, I say that a lot on my social media. And I'm sure a lot of my friends are like, what the fuck is he talking about when he says he's a heel? So heel, in the most basic terms, means bad guy, villain. Face is another thing. I say baby face and face a lot. Face is... Is the good guy, the hero, and uh, this show does an interesting thing because Stephen Amell is the more I think likable personality, and uh so in the show he plays the villain. The villain meaning in his character, the wrestler, but behind the scenes he's still, he's a complicated guy, you know. Whatever they have to make it layered, right? Because it's a, it's a drama, and it's a, he's got he's battling demons and all that stuff, so but when he's doing the wrestling character on his show he's the bad guy the heel and his brother plays the the babyface the hero as his wrestling character but behind the scenes he's kind of a piece of shit but also like you know somebody a young guy out with something to prove like there's this brutal scene where he he humiliates this girl like at a at a local like uh like a gas station or like a little shop he, like, humiliates the shit out of her in front of, like, some people. And it's like, man, this guy, this guy's really not cool. And he's supposed to be, like, a a likable hero to, like, kids and and whatnot who who go watch the wrestling show. So very interesting dynamic in how they chose to write that. Like, because if, you know, if you're being super obvious and because Stephen Amell played Oliver Queen on Arrow, he was the hero of that show. He was the guy you rooted for You would think the wrestling character he would play on this show, he would be the the baby face, the hero, but they do the opposite, and I kind of like that, and then even at the end of the episode where you think it's going to go where it's going to go, and then it does does in wrestling what we call a swerve, and it does something unexpected, and you're like, oh, okay, wow, like they actually worked me, which is another wrestling term, like they... (laughs) They they got me. You'll understand all of this terminology on this show because they're going to go into it. At least it looks like it because they, they did it with some terms on this show, and they explained to you what it is. So I like that. It's not going to make the audience feel stupid if you've never watched professional wrestling before or been to a wrestling show in general. So for all my wrestling friends out there, if you don't have stars, uh, get it. Again, it's super cheap. And you're going to be able to to watch this show. It's not going to be like all, or maybe you might want to wait till all eight episodes are out. Uh, but I'm already subscribed for the year, so I'm going to be watching this weekly. And maybe I'll I'll make it a regular segment on this show where I say, well, you know, what happened on heels this week. Uh, but and it, and it's very hard for me to get into shows nowadays. Like I, there has to be a real sell of it. Like uh, you know, this is perfect wrestling mixed in with family drama and, you know, montages and stuff like that's a easy sell for me. Um Yeah. So good stuff all around. It's combining all of my worlds and it's got a likable uh lead in Stephen Amell, who, again, I'm a huge fan of. Again, thank you for doing this show, sir. And thank you for being a fan of professional wrestling. So that, that just helps me out of my fandom for you. And, you know, I would love the opportunity to one day, uh in general but i would love on this podcast to actually get the chance to interview steven amell that would be amazing uh because i want to pick his brain on so many things including his his uh fandom for wrestling so that would be some interesting conversation i'll tag him who knows maybe he'll hear this maybe he won't but so i to let you know i enjoyed heels a lot i know it was only the first episode and i know people are going to call me biased because i'm a wrestling guy but you know watch the show decide for yourself of course, but you're gonna see there. You might get you might get hooked in there, especially if you've never really experienced professional wrestling before. But that's my thoughts on the first episode of Heels and What If. Both are gonna be continuing on weekly. Uh, these streamers are not doing. I like how we're kind of getting away from that. You know, what, what's wrong with weekly television? One day of the week, and it comes out. As opposed to having everything given to you at once. You watch it all and then you talk about it for like a day or two and then you forget about it. Which is my only knock on Cobra Kai. Even though I want it now, now, now. And I want every episode there and then. But I would be totally okay if Cobra Kai was a weekly thing. Because then you get to talk about it for that long. So Cobra Kai was what, 10 episodes? Think about it. 10 weeks, weekly, one episode. Like You get to talk about it for almost two months. And then a little bit more after that. As opposed to just like you binge it all in a day. And then, yeah. You have to wait a whole other year for it. And speaking of which, I haven't really tackled it on this show. Cobra Kai is coming in December, folks. Season 4. I'm so pumped. Uh, but that one I know for sure I'll get to binge watch all of it in one setting. So, uh, yeah. But go watch Heels. Go watch What If. If you already are, you marks is I'm trying to sell this to people who... Or on the fence and looking for something new to watch. Like, I recommend this stuff. It, it's, it's, it's good entertainment. You know, don't take my word for it in terms of like, that you're gonna automatically like it, but I'm at least recommending it to you. Like, it, it's worth the time. But yeah, that's gonna do it. Um, gosh, a lot of stuff coming up. The spin-off football show's coming. I'm gonna be announcing the name of that show soon. New logo, new theme music, all that stuff in the works. I got something brewing with jake ramirez which is going to be uh on youtube we're gonna we got something cool coming up so be on the lookout for that uh, that won't be in podcast form that will actually be like video so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun and if, i'm gonna get back also to my uh 90s films turns 30 series that's coming back folks took a little break from it just because you know i kind of peaked with terminator 2 with brandon mclaughlin so but there's other movies on the list for this year that i do want to tackle so we'll get back to that soon don't have a an actual release date yet but they'll be popping up here and there and i'm going to be trying something with this podcast uh specifically if you listen to this on podbean so be on the lookout for it if you want to contribute and help me out like i would greatly appreciate it like I'm not even going to be asking for much, but trying to grow this thing. And I, I I would really love to do this like full time, right? Like that would be the ultimate goal and the ultimate end game, right? For anybody that does a podcast, like, you know, you want to generate income and interest. So I'm going to try something. I'm going to see if it works out. If it doesn't, you know, I'm not like one of these guys that's going to ask you like pay $20. Like, no, nothing like that. I promise. Um, but I'm going to try it, and we'll see see what happens. But be on the lookout for it only if you, if you listen on Podbean. But anyways, that's going to do it. That's going to wrap it up. You can follow this podcast on Spotify. Search Palace off the top rope. Hit that follow button. I would greatly appreciate it. I do share this podcast link through my social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through podbean.com. You can download the app and listen there. If you're an Apple person, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave me that five-star review. I would greatly appreciate it. Leave me any constructive criticism that you want, good, bad, or indifferent. But yeah, just any feedback would be great, folks. Um, I really love talking about movies. I love talking about wrestling, pro wrestling. That, that will never stop on this show, even though people always go, oh, wrestling, uh No, it's... It's a, it's a real diehard passion of mine. So that'll never stop on this show. And before I leave here, folks, what a week that is going to be this week for professional wrestling. So check it out. So tomorrow we got Monday Night Raw, which is the go home show for SummerSlam, which is actually here in San Antonio, Texas. But right now I'm I'm dealing with a lot of some stuff financially, so I'm not going to be able to go check that out. Um, Tuesday night is NXT, the go-home show for NXT TakeOver 36, which is going to feature Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship. Uh Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole in the Undisputed Finale. Two out of three falls. Three stages of hell, the match I created. Um, that's on Tuesday. Wednesday is AEW Dynamite from Houston, Texas, which, damn it, I wish I would have gone to that show now because Sting's going to wrestle in a tag team match with Darby Allin against 2.0. Um, along with the Fifth Labor of Jericho as Chris Jericho battles MJF, and he's going to not be able to come out to his own theme music. So the audience in Houston better be ready to chant that Judas song because everybody's been doing it every week, but now you're not going to have the music to chant along with it, so you're going to have to sing it on your own. Let's see if the Houston crowd can do it. Thursday, we get one day break, and then Friday, folks. Friday, I mean, you want to talk about this is the most anticipated day of wrestling since. I don't know. I can't even, even tell you the last time, like, there was an anticipation this much. So, you got Friday Night Smackdown, which will be the day before SummerSlam, the go home show for that. That's exciting in itself. See if they do anything with it. But, what everybody's going to be talking about this Friday, August 20th, AEW Rampage, the new show that just debuted for them. But what's going to make this one so special is that it's going to be coming from Chicago, Illinois, the United Center where the Chicago Bulls played. It's going to be the biggest crowd in the history of AEW. Right now they've sold over like 13,000 tickets and it's going to be the debut. And again, it's all but confirmed, but all the signs have pointed to it. And even Tony Khan, the owner and CEO of of All Elite Wrestling, has said, like, you know, he hasn't really denied it either. And you don't sell out all these tickets, and you don't tease your audience this much if you don't deliver. But folks, we're going to be seeing the return of CM Punk to professional wrestling. And I can't tell you how incredibly excited the wrestling community is for that i myself me and my buddies have been texting so many times about this topic and what a crowd it's going to be on friday that ovation that eruption that whatever happens with him on friday it's going to have the wrestling world at a buzz they're freaking talking about it on the nfl network they're talking about it in nfl games it's all over the internet so wrestling if you're a wrestling fan right now like could you not be more happy about the time that we're in right now? Like we're about to get into like this amazing, like you just this surge, right? Like that we haven't seen since the days of like the attitude era. Will it ever be as popular as that? Who knows? Probably not, but we're going to come close to it. And the arrival of CM Punk and his return to pro wrestling is going to be huge. And I cannot fucking wait. And that's on Friday. Um, there'll be a palace off the top rope episode leading up to the preview of SummerSlam and takeover. I'll be looking for a co-host on that. So be on the lookout this week for that. And I'm sure we'll talk more about TM punk at length, but for now that's going to do it. Got to stop talking about it. Cause I'm just going to overhype myself and get way more excited than I should. It's towards the end of the night. I need to wind myself down, go to bed, get ready for work. But yeah, that that's coming this week. What a week to be a wrestling fan. So thanks for tuning in today, guys. Uh, We'll see you later this week. God bless you.